0: Welcome on into the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safey here with Ant Wright, former Michigan basketball player and our analyst here on On3. Um, We're going to discuss all the Michigan basketball news of the last few days. Hunter Dickinson is back for his junior season at Michigan. Caleb Houston and Musa Diabate have declared for the draft while maintaining their eligibility, so they're going to explore that process. Obviously, still the potential for them both to return, one to leave one, two, you know, come back, all that type of stuff. Um, so we'll get into kind of their decision. So those are kind of still decisions that are going to be down the road, but Hunter Dickinson, man declared last year, and we'll start with him, uh, declared last year, came back, said at one point he was leaning towards leaving, but decided to return says it was for one last ride. I was looking up the exact wordage there, uh, one last ride, but, as I kind of said throughout the season, I mean, he, he can go back on that. Obviously, he technically has three more years of eligibility because of the COVID year. Um, NIL is a big thing. You can you can make a lot of money there. Hunter's, you know, has a lot of deals in that space. And here he is deciding that college is the better option for him. He can only go through the process one more time, so I think it was smart for him. He's already been through that. The feedback is going to be similar, although he's expanded his game a little bit. And uh, he's just going to kind of ride with these guys and, and be back with the team. I think it's beneficial to have your leader uh, back and kind of with the team throughout the entire offseason. Um, so, your your reaction? I mean, Hunter Dickinson felt like it was kind of trending this way for a few weeks now, but he makes the decision um, and, you know, decides that he's going to stay at Michigan for at least another year. Yeah, I mean, it's huge. Uh,
1: it's huge being able to solidify your front court. Um that would have been a position where we're like, okay, is Terrence Reed going to have to come in and play right away? Very good player, by the way. Terrence Reed, I am a big fan of him. Um, Be all for a lookout. I have a breakdown for him coming out very, very soon. Um, But Terrence Reed has been um, just improving every single year for the last three years, and now now he's a top 40 player. Now you're going to have that dude backing up, uh, in my opinion, the consensus Big Ten player of the year. Um, that's gonna be big. It's gonna be big for them to battle back and forth. Um, it's gonna give you another option when it comes to Will Cheddar. Uh, Will Cheddar is a very good shooter, he's a good post-up player, he can play the four. Um you have uh uh you have like like now you have, you know, like you know, Musa is still in limbo, but if Musa were were to leave um a lot of minutes do open up at the four for some shooting now to surround Hunter um people think that Hunter dropped off last year that's that's opposite and i was talking with uh uh hunter during the final four and we we were talking about how how like how much his game has improved this year and it improved while the spacing got like was a 180 from the previous year and we were just you know uh laughing about how it's going to be crazy if you were to play in, in another like heavy spaced out offense. And um, I think that can happen next year. And that could be pretty scary. That could be pretty scary. Um, You know, if you do have a big 10 player of the year caliber player, um, you set yourself up nicely to contend for a big 10 championship. And you know, if, if you're able to win a big 10 title you're in a pretty good spot for a good seed um, to make another run at a Final Four.
0: No doubt, and it's something actually we talked about throughout the, the NCAA tournament run. You play Colorado State, right, you get down, but you were able to climb back, and Hunter Dickinson was obviously huge in that game, and then he goes off against Tennessee, As well, his 48 points in the first two NCAA tournament games were the most by a Michigan player since Jawan Howard. So he was kind of carrying them. I know Eli Brooks was fantastic as well against Tennessee. But um, there's something to be said about, yeah, Tennessee was probably a better team than Michigan, but Michigan had the best player on the floor. And Colorado State, you know, might have been better. They looked better for the first 15 minutes, but Michigan had the best player on the floor. They were able to pick it up and win. Now you translate that to next season when there are a lot of guys – in the Big 10 that are departing. It's something we talked about right after the season how the Big 10 is not going to look the same next year. It's going to look so much different. But with Hunter Dickinson back, Michigan and the way they play and how they play through him is going to look, you know, as similar to last year as any team probably in the league because, you know, maybe Minnesota, I don't know, will we'll be kind of up there in that as well. Um yeah. They're my but,
1: They they are my surprise team.
0: I I saw that you have Ben Johnson for coach of the year, which is hilarious we're already doing this, but I, I yeah, love it, it because, nice. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, I think, think it really takes. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, Michigan's going to be able to play through him again. They know they have an identity. I mean, that was a problem early last year. I thought, is what's the identity of this team, I mean, what do they really hang their hat on? Now, uh, Michigan knows exactly what it's going to do with Hunter Dickinson. Tons of pieces to figure out around him, including Caleb and Musa, who we'll talk about in a second. But um, you know, just how big is that? Being being that Big Ten team that finally seems to have some. Continuity, um, you know, especially in a year when there's so many guys that are leaving.
1: That's huge. That's huge. And then you kind of look around the league and see the big men in the front courts that are departing. Um, then you and then you got Hunter coming back. He's by far the most decorated player returning next year where his biggest his biggest uh, you know biggest foes are going to be uh, Cliff Amore for Rutgers. Um, Dane Danger for Illinois is very good. He's a transfer from Baylor, top 100 player. Um, uh, Zach Eady is back, but as of right now, Zach Eady doesn't have guards to throw him the basketball. Um, uh, so it's it's going to be it's going to be a very interesting time. Michigan State they only have nine scholarships right now, and they have uh, only two assistant coaches. And their big man who was going to play 20, 25 minutes and start Julius Marble transferred out. So all they have right now at the five is uh, is Joey Hauser, Jackson Kohler, who's a very good player, very good recruit coming in. And they have uh, Maddie Sissoko. So uh, there, there's a lot of attrition going on. You're going to see some faces you haven't seen before. Minnesota has Dawson Garcia. The transfer from North Carolina from Minnesota, former top 50 player. He's pretty good as well. Um, but it's uh it's nice having that continuity, as you said, because you're getting some continuance from the previous year from some key guys, from from some key guys, and then and then adding and rebuilding. When you're doing that, that's what's gonna put you in a top three type of situation competing for a Big Ten championship when some of these teams, honestly, they're just trying to build out a competitive roster. They're they're not thinking this is what we got to do to win the Big Ten title. It's, oh, my goodness, are we going to have a shooting guard next year? Are we going to have a power forward? Are they going to be able to – like, are we going to have a point guard? Do we have to change the way that we play? Like, you know, in a lot of these things, they, they just can't control because they have to almost – like it's almost like recruiting all over again except now you are rec- recruiting grown men who are getting offers different NIL packages like i thought Nigel Pack was going to go to Purdue Nigel Pack one of the top scorers in the in the entire country super efficient Indianapolis Indiana kid i'm like oh Purdue that's easy you just offer him Carson Edwards sh- shots and that's it right No, because my Miami attorney sweeps sweeps in, signs the kid for eight hundred thousand dollars, four hundred thousand per per year over two years, and then gives him a car. And you guys, well, well, how do you know that the the businessman tweeted it? They announced it, what it was before the kid announced. I'm like. This is not legal. None of this is legal. Like, what are we doing? Like, you know what I mean? So it's it it is it is the wild, wild west. And to to be able to keep someone like that at home, someone who would go on the market for a a million over Oscar's anyway. Oscar's getting two million at Kentucky. You know, Hunter could have very well, you know put his name out there and just auctioned himself off. But, but he wanted to win. He, he wants to win a championship at Michigan. He wants to hang another big banner there. And um, you can only commend that.
0: No doubt. And it, it's funny. I was going back and, and kind of reading some of his quotes from the process last year, because it, it, it's very similar. You know, he didn't win a national championship this year. That's kind of the thing he was talking about when he decided to come back. Um, he also said NIL was just a little bit of a, you know, a, a little icing on the cake type of thing. Well, now that we're a year into NIL, I think that has changed. I'm glad you brought that up because it was a point I wanted to make. We're seeing this trend. You know, there's a lot of guys going. And I think, you know, Caleb Houston, you know, could use another year, needs another year, um, you know, and there are other guys that are testing the waters that will probably return, and and that'll be that. But there are also guys, and there's a trend going on with Oscar shibway the National Player of the Year at Kentucky, who's coming back, the first national player of the year to come back and play the next season since Tyler Hansbrough, and I believe it was 07 or 08. So we're talking about something that's pretty rare. Uh, NIL, as you mentioned, he wasn't even eligible to get NIL earlier because he's um, you know, from out of country but was able to get his visa changed, all that. That was a big story. Um, you see Armando Baycott for North Carolina, another guy who's more of a traditional big, not the NBA style right now, decides – He's going to come back for what his senior year, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah, his senior year because he's a year ahead of Hunter and they played together and they'll play against each other again in the uh, and 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 they'll play
1: Oscar in London.
0: Yeah, that's right. So he's playing both of those guys, it'll be great (laughs) matchups. Um, and really interesting to watch. And those are all three you know guys that were dominant big men last year, dominant players in college that are coming back. So I guess you know you kind of touched on it there, but in terms of NIL. Um, I think Hunter has realized how much money he can make. There's rumors out there of how much he is making, and he's going to continue to rake that in because he's so, you know, for as much as we laugh at the comments he makes and, you know, even his teammates, the screenshot of them laughing uh, before he even opened his mouth talking about the NIT chance and all of that. um, As much as we laugh about it and kind of just, you know, brush it to the side, he's building a brand for himself. He's good on social media um he is you know obviously seven foot one he's the big man on campus as Devonte Jones said literally the biggest man on campus and uh and that means something these days and I think he's enjoying his college experience NIL for as much as we can talk about how there are some downfalls to it how it's you know is this legal who knows for certain things like the like the Nigel Pack thing but um it's keeping a guy in college basketball and as somebody who loves the sport I think this is one of the one one of the good things about NIL. I agree, hundred um, percent.
1: The bags that are being dropped is is unreal, It's unbelievable, and uh, I talked about this on the Spotify live. Like everyone is everyone is in the NIL game. Every school, well, like Air Force cannot be
0: because yeah, I think the academies can't. The, the,
1: yeah, uh, the academies can't. Um which is like like, how do you how do you you know, that's just tough,
0: but I um, mean, they're signing up like, I don't know, there's a lot of rules there I don't understand,
1: yeah, so. yeah, so like everyone's in the in the Nil game, every school who's able to be is in the Nil game, but that's almost like you know going to the casino and saying, you know, hey, everybody here is gambling, right? There's someone with a you know with five dollars over on that over on that slot machine. There is someone with a hundred grand over on the craps table. They're both gambling. <laughs> They're both gambling, but there's levels, right? There's definitely levels. Yep. Someone's got three grand over on poker. Uh, someone's got, you know, 300 grand on Baccarat. Like, no, nope, hey, hey, we're all we're all gambling here. Like, no, 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 no. No, you're not all gambling. <laughs> Some of you guys are just messing around and, you know, trying to, like, get by without doing much. Others are really trying to get something done. At the end, it may burn you, but you know, there's different levels to this stuff, man. Different levels.
0: What it's, Miami did, wild. It's true, and... <laughs> I mean, you see the stuff about Texas A&M, obviously uh, that's on the football side. Jimbo Fisher, you know, not wanting to admit to that, of course, uh, he would never know about anything like like that that's going on. But I agree. Ah. And and the people that have complained about Michigan and NIL and they're behind and all of this. I mean, sure, they don't have the NIL collective yet. Uh, We hear that's, you know, in the works and they're you know working on doing stuff the right way, like the legal way. Um, and it probably takes a little bit longer and there's state laws involved. So it's really complicated, but I think the way Michigan's honestly doing NIL is probably the right way where, Hey, you know, if you're good, if you have a good brand, you know, and you can market yourself, there's an opportunity here. Blake Corum, uh, you know, he said he's in six figures. I mean, he said, he's not the only one. Jim Harbaugh said, there's quite a few guys on the football side that are making a lot of money because they proved, you know, they're, they're valuable. I mean, these, these, uh, Guys, now they can make money kind of on their own. It's not necessarily being enticed by the program. So this is a, an example that Michigan's getting it done in the NIL space, whether or not some people want to believe it or whatever, but Hunter Dickinson cashing in. You see him posting something different every week, a different ad on his Instagram, and good for him because, uh, I mean, he does have a big brand. Like before, it was Adrian Nunez has millions on TikTok, and he had to you know click the setting on the app that he can't accept the money. Uh, but now he can, and that's all on his own. Like Adrian Nunez didn't really use basketball much to get that following. I don't think his followers on TikTok are huge they're Michigan like fans. fans. Right, exactly. Like, they're not they're Michigan like basketball fans. fans. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, so good for those guys. And uh, and it's obviously helping college basketball in this sense. Sheboy's back. Baycott's back. Hunter Dickinson's back. Three examples. We're seeing it around the country. Caleb Love is back at North Carolina. That dude, why not run it back? Um and yeah. that'll be an interesting matchup. I think getting a little bit of UCLA 2022 vibes from UNC. Um but it will be fascinating to see them next year and some of these other teams that are returning guys that they otherwise wouldn't have. Um what I, I go agree. ahead. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. If
1: the only difference is I I do like North Carolina's backcourt and I and I and I trust the big man that he's going to do what he does. Uh, that's, like, the only part that's, like, not very ucla <laughs> to me. I do trust those guys like more. Yeah. Because yeah.
0: what what Zhang was doing felt a little more... Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Like, I mean, credit him. He was yeah. fantastic. He had a really good tournament. Yeah. But good it tournament. feels like a little more sustainable. At the same time, though, when Caleb Love is cold... He's cold. Yeah, he's
1: cold, so, but he's super athletic, can get to the yep. rack. And then, you know, R.J. Davis is a very good Robin to the Bat Batman. And Armando Bacot, he doesn't care yes. about anything except getting rebounds and, and playing ex, ex, extremely hard. Um, they, they, they do need Puff Johnson to play, um, to be more like a Brady Manic next year um, and less of like a spot guy he's, he's got to do a lot more because I think manic was like the glue for that team yes and the and the reason why they were able to flip and
0: make a run at the end there- mm-hmm. puff Johnson, I, I think he has a lot of potential um yeah. you, you can i love the see team. it I know um nice. well, let's talk about let's just stick with the front court and start with musa and then you know get to Caleb quickly too but um so, he's kind of the guy that we talked about two weeks ago that Hey, if, if a guy does declare, he probably has the best chance of leaving. He has probably the best chance of being drafted just because of that upside. Um, the athleticism, you know, stuff you kind of can't teach. He's also raw early to the game. He's going to get better and improve. Um, your thoughts on his decision? Not a shock, I don't think, especially with him. Caleb was a little more surprising, but, you know, still... If you would have asked me three weeks ago, I wouldn't have been a surprise. I guess just once the deadline hit, it was like, okay, Caleb probably just didn't enter his name, but turns out he sure. did. Um, your thoughts on Musa first, and you know his decision that he has coming up, and what you think he might do during the process?
1: Six uh, ten, great measurables. I think he's going to test very, very well, and I think that's going to turn a lot of heads. He has a high motor. Uh, a lot of what. NBA teams need or deed right now. He does. Offer you some rim, rim protection, um high ball screen rolling, um uh switchable, versatile on the defensive side. You know, that's like man, are there, there are so many cats right right now who are getting a lot of minutes uh who do what he does. Like Jackson Hayes, um uh Claxton, guys like that who are you know, more a little bit on the more skinny side, but Uh, They do a really good job around the rim and playing in that middle third. Um, I think he's got a shot right now. There's a lot of, there's a lot of mocks that have him undrafted. Um, I, I can't, I, I really can't see that now. I do. Now the NBA draft, there are two picks that were forfeited. So there's only going to be 58 picks. So if you don't see him in that, if, if you don't see him in the forties, You would hope that he doesn't go drafted so he could pick and choose where he wants to go. Um, But either way, uh, I would not be surprised if he goes in the 40s Um, because I just think that he's going to be a high potential guy. He's someone that they're going to put in the G probably for a year, Um, maybe a couple games in the NBA. But. A lot of G, a lot of, you know, you know, hammer experience, get into it, do what you got to do. I think he's also so someone that you don't sign to a two-way. That's someone that you would sign to an actual contract, similar to like a Delano Benton, um, like, a, like a two-year deal with like a third-year option for like $2, $3, 4000000 million. Um, I could definitely see something like that for him.
0: From the Michigan side of things, um, now that Hunter's back, I think Musa is the guy that you'd say if we had to lose one of these two guys, it would probably be him because your front court is solidified. Hunter is a five. Musa, I think, is more of a natural five. And, you know, I mean, you would easily take him back. And the people that are saying that, you know, let him go and all this stuff, I mean, let him test the waters. Obviously, it's his decision. But I think in an ideal world, Musa Diabate's back. People forget how productive he was nine and six last year, um, you know, shot a good percentage from inside the arc, obviously has a lot to improve on. Um, but from Michigan's standpoint, I guess, where do you stand on on that? You know, I guess how big it would be to get him back, uh, how big of a loss it would be if he ended up staying in?
1: Getting someone back like that, um, someone who has a high ceiling, someone who can go through a sophomore leap, um, would be nice. But I also think that so putting – a shooter at the four spot is going to benefit your All-American a little bit more. Um, Where I think, you know, Will Cheddar, if Caleb comes back, Caleb's going to be right there at the four. Um, Terrence Williams is going to be right there at the four. We're going to have a lot of options, and they're all going to be able to shoot a bit. Even Terrence Reed can shoot the ball. Uh, And I will not be surprised if they put Terrence Reed at the four alongside Hunter at times or just to experiment with that. Um, and he's, and he's, and he's pretty polished, very, very inside out type of, type of player. It's very interesting. Uh, David West is like my comp for him. Um, I like it. Yeah. Very, 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 very good player. Um, but I just think it's good either way, in my opinion, I think him going is going to free a lot of spots up for guys who are ready to play, play a bit more especially T will, you know, if he leaves T T will's minutes are going to jump to about twenty twenty
0: five,
1: mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you do have Isaiah Barnes in there fighting for the minutes at the three, you know, will cheddar is going to command some minutes at the four. Um, I just like the potential for uh very good shooting around Hunter and every, everything, like, yes, we do re- need really good backcourt guard play, but if it doesn't benefit Hunter, um, we would have to kind of reconsider some things.
0: It's funny you mentioned, you know, okay, let's say Musa leaves, it's Hunter at the five, potentially Caleb at the four, and I'm kind of feeling the same thing, that I, I expect Caleb Houston to come back. He's another guy, you know, not, not appearing on those mock drafts, fell from being a top five guy in some of those coming out of the – uh u19 you know team canada stuff that, that he did last year and was really impressive in but you know and, and that's fine i mean he had kind of more of a normal freshman year than you know than people think but he just had such high expectations so him going through the process getting that feedback uh, how valuable is that for him as opposed to maybe not declaring and you know just deciding hey i'm going to work with cam sanderson Um, you know, I'm just going to kind of stay with the team and do all that. Because I know the timeline was a little different last year, but I mean, Hunter and Devontae Jones didn't really join the team until midsummer. Those guys were kind of already going. So it is is a little odd um, in terms of timing. But at the same time, it's not like he's away from basketball. He's going to be working on things. He's going to be bettering his game, training, getting feedback, learning about what he needs to do better.
1: Yeah, you know, Caleb is someone who it's almost like, like he's going to know exactly what he needs to do to do better. And a big part of that is going to be consistency. Um, he's got to get more athletic. He's got to get more bouncy. Um, he's got to be able to get more efficient with his dribbles. Uh, he's best when he's doing two dribbles or less. When when he's asked to do a bit more, um, it's like every dribble, like his efficiency drops, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, if they're able to get him back, I think you are going to see. Um, I think you are going to see a sophomore leap because I think IQ wise, and his camp as well, they are going to hit on things that he struggled with all season long, um, and he'll be able to come come in at the where like it's almost like if Musa left, T. Will and Caleb can kind of play that like dual position like. Whichever ones, whichever type of deal, yeah, um, like
0: fronds and livers, yeah, right, exactly. Just like,
1: just hey, hey, play off each other. You're a wing, yeah. You do what you do, yeah. You do what you do. So, um, I like Caleb. People are like, oh, he had a mediocre year. I'm like, like for a freshman, like he, like he, he had a pretty decent year. Mm-hmm. He had a pretty decent year. Um, maybe not the expectations of like you know shooting up a bunch of shots and averaging a bunch of points but um he did have a decent year and they they just need him to to take that big step that big next step and a lot of that does have happen from your freshman to your sophomore season
0: it's amazing how guys you know what six months later from when we last saw them when you start that next season how much different they look i mean puff johnson from north carolina he looked so raw last year but I was talking about this the other day with somebody like by the time November rolls around and, you know, even December when Michigan plays them, that's going to be a totally different dude. So I think people are underestimating not only with Caleb, how much he's going to get better, but Musa too, like he's going to improve, too. This is a really raw athletic guy who hasn't played a ton of basketball in his life compared to some of these other guys, compared to a Caleb Houston. uh, He hasn't he haven't even started playing basketball. So. Um, These guys are going to improve, you know, whether or not they come back. But if they come back for Michigan, it's not just, oh, you're getting the same Caleb Houston from last year back. No, it's you're getting a better Caleb Houston who's going to have a bigger role back. So that's important. Um, And same with, you know, the other guys that are staying for sure, like a T. Will and and some of these other guys. Um, Last thing I wanted to hit on is Michigan continuing to pursue uh, Terrence Shannon in the portal uh, out of Texas Tech. Um, You know, kind of a story we've been tracking for a couple weeks now. Obviously, you know, admissions hurdle, that type of thing. Um, But it seems like Michigan, you know, has been the favorite uh, for a little bit, you know, depending on if they can get him in and all that sort of stuff. Um, What would he add, I guess, to this team in in your estimation?
1: I mean, he's going to add another shooter. He's going to add a big threat in the transition game. Uh, He's very good on catch and shoot. He's very good on catch and rips. Uh, He's going to give a... He's going to give a lot of, uh, what's the term? Like there is, there, there is some excitement, but he does provide winning basketball. He, he does come from, it's crazy to, to talk about, but Texas Tech is a winning basketball program. You know, you say that, what, six years ago, you're like, ew, disgusting. Like, no, um, no, but he's going to come from a winning program, understanding defense, understanding winning plays, Understanding what not to do in certain situations, what to do in certain situations. He's not some isolation guy who was going to just ISO you and do all these things, but very good catch and shoot, uh, lob threat, someone who can uh, get to the basket very quick, first step, um, and finish very strong at the rim, get fouled, go to the free throw line. Um, I think he averaged... He averaged twelve points a couple years ago. He was All Big 12, team, um, high caliber transfer. I think I think he's like a top five transfer easily. Top yeah, five he,
0: he's kind of in there in some of those rankings that people do. Yeah, CBS might have one top yeah. five six seven ish. Yeah,
1: yeah. So like he's up there with like Kendrick Davis and Nigel Pack of like, hey, these are some big time transfers if you really want to change your program or or build on something special that uh, you already have.
0: Yeah. And when you're coming from another power league, like the big 12, which is the best league in the country last year, um, you know, you don't have those worries throughout the offseason. What is this guy going to translate to even these coaches that have done it for so long and Juwan Howard has a great eye for talent. And same with Phil Martelli, Saudi Washington, Howard Isley, um, and coaches around the country that have really good eyes for talent. Some of these up transfers, they're still like, what? Well, We don't know like we got to see him once he gets here. And even when he gets here, we got to see him in the games. And, you know, even in the games, is he going to get better throughout the year? So uh, a guy like Terrence Shannon, how how do you like this Michigan comparison? Uh, A mix between a Tim Hardaway Jr. and a Charles Matthews, I guess. What are your thoughts on that? You can tell me I'm way off, but.
1: Terrence Shannon and Charles Matthews.
0: Charles, maybe a little bit of the defense. He's he's a little bit he's a little bit bigger, a little, yeah. a little bit.
1: But I can see that uh, I can see that a little bit because because my comp for him was Brandon Rush, um, and that's kind of who he is. Like he's gonna hit you with spot ups. He's gonna get to the rim on one or two dribbles and try to dunk on you. Super athlete, um, not an ISO guy, but very good one step. Uh I can say that, but I think Tim was a lot better off the dribble with this jump shot. Um but fair, yeah. Fair. Yeah, I can say that. Yeah, I can say that.
0: Sounds good. So we'll continue to track that story here at the If he pops, if he commits to Michigan, we'll obviously uh break him down and do all that stuff. Continue to follow the story there. Uh as well as Musa Diabate, Caleb Houston, the rest of the offseason stuff. Also worth mentioning that uh, anybody on the team right now that's going to transfer out has until May 1 to do so and be eligible for next season. Although then you see the reports the other day that no one even really believes if that's a true deadline or not because the NCAA could still hand out waivers. So the NCAA continues to just be, uh, you know, it's just whatever goes, I guess, with that organization. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The Wild Wild West continues in the college basketball offseason, but we'll continue to track it. On the Michigan side of things at TheWolverine.com, $1 gets you an entire year of premium access, so all the scoops there. Join us right now. Thanks to Ant for joining us, and uh, we'll see everyone next time.